What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Masters of Sport. This is episode five. Which which uh, episode was episode five for Star Wars? Oh, that was Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I just wanted to oh, make you, sure you, you didn't were, say yeah. Return of the Jedi. That was my favorite. Wait. Yeah, that was my favorite one as a kid. I liked the Ewoks a lot. Now as an adult, I learned I was supposed to like them as a child, but not as an adult. And this is what, like, my big pet peeve with, like, 40-somethings, 30-somethings who are like, oh, I hate when they do this with these movies. It's like, yo, they're making that movie for someone who's 5 yeah. to 70. <laughs> now, because they put that merchandise in there, like, don't get it in a bunch. Like, look at it a little bit more critically. Not everything in that movie is meant for you. <laughs> like, you don't But need why it. not? Well... Who knows? They're probably white, cis, heterosexual males and think the world revolves around them because they've been taught that their whole life, right? We just lost 30, 30 viewers. Oh, sorry. Sorry, we offended yeah. you. Snowflakes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Same. Uh, that's funny. All right. So, you know, talking about people getting offended. Yeah. I saw on the internet one of the tubes, one of the social things. The this bodybuilding thing. What's it called? The Olympiad, Mr. Olympia, or something like Mr. that. Mr. Olympia, yes. Mr. Olympia yeah. went after this content creator, yeah. like Nick Strengths and Powers. And this is probably like a while ago, as far as the internet, like the cycle just turned so fast. And I was like, man, what got? Like, why are they going after this person? Right. Like, and we, we were talking beforehand, and you had a similar situation. I don't know if you want to share that or not too. yeah i'll share that uh, right. so we went to i mean i was in tokyo i went to the olympics and i wanted to do like behind the scenes type stuff um and we ended up we do have a ton of footage you know of training we have a ton of footage in the gym but i wanted to actually go into the gym and show people what the gym looked like go into the the village dining commons and show people what that looks like go to um you know go to the stadium and go to the dorms you know show everybody the behind the scenes and opening ceremonies, because I thought, yeah. like, oh, it's a different perspective. It's People, cool. Yeah, and I <laughs> I didn't have any negative. I wasn't, like, going out to, like, get the IOC. Right. I wasn't trying to get anybody. It was, like, I just want to share my experience with the world, because this is, like, a, a life-changing experience, essentially. Um, and so we put out a couple videos, and they started to gain, like, go viral, like, immediately within a couple days. Like, I want to say, like, half a million views or something, uh, just off the charts. And then... All of a sudden, we got a, a email from the IOC and from the US OPC, like, you've got to take these down. And actually, they even contacted uh, Samoa that, that I had to, to remove it or I could get uh, penalized and not go to the Commonwealth Games and not go to the, the next Man, Olympics. They're coming at your livelihood. Yeah, so <laughs> um, we ended up basically taking it down, changing the verbiage of the titles to like elite athlete dining commons yeah. and, and taking out any of the Olympic ring stuff, um, which is now it's like legal and they're live, but nobody's searching for elite right. athlete dining commons. Yeah, you know? yeah, so yeah. it sort of stinks. But I, I mean, for, for the point, it's like, it's still there. You can see it. The thing that bothered me though was like, it, it's just, especially like the behind the scenes of the opening ceremonies, like 
I think they're looking at it like they want to control everything. They, they it's right, like, right. This is our product. You can't touch it. Let us control the narrative, yeah. what people see, how it's presented. Yeah. Whereas it's like if you have people behind the scenes doing that, like you don't really have to do it, and it's just going to create more interest in the event uh, because they do a good job. Right. Like they, they don't do a bad job with it. Like they, they present things pretty well. But still, they have to like vet you first to make sure you're good enough yeah, to tell their exactly, story yeah. exactly how they want it told. And I, I, I would say in the case with uh, Nick's strength, it was like much more um, the Olympia and the bodybuilding world being like, no, this dude's going to be critical and we have to control our copyright. Yeah, hey, which is, in my opinion, it's like, that's ridiculous. Like. Yeah, so you can't have, so what, what stinks is like you think about like ESPN is going to comment on uh, the NFL or, you know, whatever, baseball, Major League Baseball. But the thing is they have licensing so that they can do that because they can afford to pay that licensing. Whereas a smaller influencer, they can't do that. You, yeah. know, you, don't, you don't have millions of dollars to shell out to do Man, that. It's not even like David versus Goliath. Goliath. It's more like David versus like Cthulhu. Like yeah, coming exactly. Down on yes. you, like, yeah. You, it's a elder joke. gods like cosmic horrors and it's like yo how do i win this one right right and it's it sort of sucks because it sucks but in a way i think i don't foresee it i just don't see it happening that long term like it's just it, it creates such a backlash that i just right. don't see it happening long term like, like what are they going to do with the generation that's grown up on YouTube as like primary, like not right. cable. Yeah, YouTube. just YouTube. They, they don't like, know what TV is. Yeah, internet channels and things like that. How are they yeah. going to do that when they're like, why aren't we getting as many people watching us on NBC anymore? Well, right. because you, no one watches it. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. And that's where it's like, if they would have engaged and been like, hey, you can't, you know, you can post this, but, you know, we have all rights and we get all the revenue from it or something like that. Like, I probably might have actually thought about just leaving it up the way it was. And uh -huh. IOC can have the, the rights to it. Um, but, you know, and then I would, and in turn, get, get the exposure and they get the revenue. Oh, dude, don't. I, I hard disagree with you on that. Like, you make the content and you're like, here, give me a free advertisement. Uh, that's my uneducated oh. decision making, too. Well, yeah. it was just like in the moment, yeah. too. It wasn't yeah. like you sat down with like. With, a, with an agent. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, no, you don't want to do yeah, that. How do we do this? How does it work out? And like, yeah. And it, it's, you see that a lot, like in creative communities where they're like, get the exposure, do this for free. And yeah, it's like, that's true. No, pay me. Like, yeah. I'm working too. That is true. Um, and even that, like, you deserve that. You put it together. Like, they weren't thinking of that kind. Yeah. Like, they could have easily went. Dude, and, they could have easily done it behind the scenes. Easily. And went and did it. No problem. They could have come weren't. to me or anybody. Any any of the athletes or coaches that, yeah. hey, do you mind doing a behind the scenes of the opening ceremony? And, oh, let's do a tour of the, like, yeah. the food and, like, what and, you're serving, the oh, menu. Everybody's talking about the cardboard beds. Well, let's get a really big guy to jump on it to show that it actually works. Yeah. And that's what I did. Just lack of vision. Yeah. Lack of how to do things. Anyway, yeah. that's what happens when you're so high up. You you just you miss things. Yeah, because um, you can't see. All right, so, <laughs> and I'm gonna do this on purpose because I'm someone who learns a lot of words through reading. So I, I'm gonna be saying hypertrophy this whole episode. So anyone just who, out of spite. Yeah, out of spite. <laughs> um, so this idea we have is this hypertrophy for power. Yeah. So the silly story I have. There's this noise artist. I don't know if have, you probably have never been to a noise show before. So, uh, the closest I would say would be. Oh, 
you're not even going to be close. To no, 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 I'm not even. It's just I would. I was going to say like droney electronic. Okay, there are noise artists who do drones. So yeah. drone could, but drones a little. To some is more musical. But yeah. Noise music is incredibly musical, especially if you talk about dynamics. If you're into that louder, quieter type of thing, you can yeah. do it. But it's just it's. There's different genres of it. It's like just noise work. and it sucks. Get over it. No, it doesn't suck. Get over it. It's an experience. Get over it. Anyway, it's like, uh, never mind. I won't get into it. Any There's an artist, though, who calls himself Hypertrophy. But he has a cassette that recently came out. Wait, for real? For real. And the one side is called Myofibular and the other is Shut called up. Sarcoplasmic. I don't believe I'm, this. I'm dead serious. And the, I'm pretty sure that person who did this also went into like a planet fitness and got like ambient recordings of like people okay, lifting yeah. and like barbells hitting but then you like feed it through it's an awesome conceptual idea yeah anyway i just wanted to share something silly okay. like that no that's pretty we're good talking about hypertrophy and it was like yeah, noise music sucks or we all know that yeah to most people it does but always remember <laughs> the piano is just pushing buttons too <laughs> All it is, you just push them buttons. All right. So it's <laughs> funny. Really, so we know hypertrophy isn't noise music. Yeah. What is it though? Uh, so I, I think the the classic um, definition of hyper. God damn it. Hypertrophy. <laughs> I think the classic definition of hypertrophy is uh, it's it's like the increase in size of a tissue or organ. I think like that's where like trophy is, is organ and hyper is growing. So like hy hyperplasia um, is the increase in like the number of cells. So it would be if I have 100 cells and they split into 200 cells, okay. so that's hyperplasia. So hypertrophy or hypertrophy uh, would be <laughs> taking a, a just like the muscle size or uh, even like uh, if you go to a cardiologist, cardiologist, you have hypertrophy of your heart, uh, and a lot of lifters actually do have hypertrophy of their heart. Is that good or bad? Bad. It's it's like typically going to be bad. Okay, that's um, what I would think, but I wasn't sure. I, I always think, uh, um, what's his name? The guy, the people who end up being giants. Oh, uh, who get the tumor yeah. on the back yeah, that just like pituitary they, gland. Yeah, and they yeah. just keep growing. Yeah. That's what it makes me think of. Like Andre the Giant. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who's awesome. Yeah. So. Hypertrophy is just the growing the size of an organ or of a, of a, in this case you know or of tissue in this case it would be muscle uh, and also I actually think early on early scientists did look at muscle as an organ um, you know for a while now we just look at it as tissue but now. Um, with with the way now we're actually starting to see it again as an yeah, organ say. because of uh, you know specific proteins that muscles release uh, and even when hypertrophy is actually happening now I don't want to go down this path but you say that I, I started thinking of afferent and efferent signals yeah and how like the local muscle will sort of I don't want to say bypass the brain, but it will make a decision kind of off, I need to do this quick. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the yeah. signal like through the nervous system will fire that way a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. But I mean, let's not go down that. But but even <laughs> even with Man. that, so like, uh, what is it, IL, I think it's eight, like Lucan eight or whatever. Um, there's there's these, that that's like the new science, the new research is okay. really, and I actually have a podcast with a Professor Judith Anderson on my uh, channel on Garage Strength's channel. I where, saw that one. Yeah, where she, was she good. yeah she goes 
deep into detail yeah. on why muscle should be viewed as an organ. Um, and that's where I, I think, like, for, for our case, it's essentially looking at increasing the size of a muscle is what we're talking about, really. Okay. And is that, in our case, our discussion, necessary for increasing power or not? Because I, yeah. I think it's a pretty good, um, pertinent topic to talk about. Does it about. make you more powerful? Like, are you going to move more weight? Are you going to run right. a little faster? Are you going to jump a little higher because your muscles are a little bigger? Yeah. Well, I, to me, then, I feel like we have to define power. I don't want, like, this metaphysical, political power like we were talking about with, like, Yeah, with, like, Argoliath, the Olympics, like, yeah, yeah, see, type yeah. of doing that. But power, like, hey, I mean, so I, I look strong. at, yeah, I look at power <laughs> as strength and speed. It's essentially, like, the, the, the point of, of perfect uh, unification between a okay. really good balance of strength and speed. So it's like uh, a good example would for, 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 uh, you know, uh, for everybody would be using the uh, pushing a bobsled. Okay, so okay. Donovan Bailey, who's a 100-meter champ, former world record holder from Canada, um, they wanted to test him as a pusher for bobsled. And the his speed was phenomenal, but the downfall was he didn't. Even though he was strong, he, and he was very strong uh, to a point, even though he was strong, his power output was not that good when he's pushing an object. Okay. His speed was phenomenal without an object, but you put an object in front of him, so he struggled to develop the power necessary because of the strength carryover. Uh, now you take in somebody like Herschel Walker, who right. at the time in the 92 Olympics in, I think, Lillehammer and Albertville, 92 and 94, I think he went to both those Olympics. Um, he actually had, his speed was not as high as Donovan right, Bailey's, right. but his strength was closer, and he was still fast because he was a running back. Yeah, yeah, he, he wasn't slow. Yeah, he, yeah. He just wasn't so he, setting, setting world records at right. 100 meter. So he had very good power output, because he had good speed and because he had he had good strength. And I think so I would look at that then as that is like a, a good example of, you know, using that bobsled pushing example is, is like power output. And so I think for one, as a as a strength coach, you have to analyze like where's power needed versus strength versus speed. And then uh, and then determine do you need hypertrophy to achieve okay. power output. And I think that, uh, well, I, I guess, I mean, does that, is that clear, really? Is that? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, like, I started thinking about weight class athletes. Yeah. Where, like, it could be a negative. Like, it forces them up a weight class or something. That if they be, get bigger? Yeah. Yeah. And that's not necessarily what they need. or, But that's just me thinking of a specific athlete type of thing versus um, more like a sport that's not weight class specific. Right. So like we're in the United States of football. It. Yeah, yeah football, football like player. as long as you're not getting slower most times bigger is better. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Like and it, it doesn't Up matter what point, yeah. 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 You, so the point of diminishing returns and and like now based off the the speed of the game and the amount of passing like Linebackers used to walk around at 250. Now they're going to walk around like 230, 235. Yeah. So they're a little more towards speed oriented, but they're still stupid strong. Right. Um, so they have good power. Now I'm curious, I, your opinion, what is actually more important than the speed or the strength? I think that, that it, it's dependent upon 
It's dependent upon if there's an object that they're moving, if there's equipment involved. Um, in the the in an open skilled sport, like how quickly these things are going to occur. So sometimes it can be harder to 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 change direction. Uh-huh. Um, I think the. In my personal experience, and so this is I actually want to bring up Franz Bosch because I think that he tends to be like anti-hypertrophy. Right, right. No. And then in the very same token inside of his books, he'll sort of like pick and choose things for why it should be this way and ignore like other citations that, that hypertrophy might actually be in favor. So... Uh, and the only reason I'm going down that route is because he would argue and almost much more so towards speed and, and, and rate of coordination is more important. Right. My argument would be for the average athlete, you know, so if we're talking about strength and conditioning for high school athletes, they will make the fastest neurologic, uh, neurological adaptations through traditional like resistance based training right and they will also learn how to run if they learn technique and and sprinting and stuff they'll make good adaptations but they'll see the fastest change in strength and then that can get them in the door to the long-term training right so right i think it all depends on the age that they're at i think it depends on uh the coach that's the sport that they're in are they up against another object do they have equipment do they not have equipment and all that stuff has to get factored when in. you said that about like being up against like an opponent, if you will. Yeah, an so I'll think about it was. It made me think about, well, how do I bias it then? Yeah. So, like, if I'm playing soccer, I'm not really pushing against someone, so my power, I may bias more towards speed. Speed, yeah. Where I'm playing football or American football, yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I may bias it more towards strength. Yeah. But I still know speed's important, like, is my thought. And, like, I just I saw this little fulcrum and, like, yeah. balancing it out yeah, and, like, right. how you do it from And there. even in points of the season or out of season, I think you can play that right, game. Right, right. And, and I, I also think it's, I, I think that's a really good way to look at it. And then, and then you know, you go into, well, what if strength is more necessary, but you don't want them to increase as much size? And I, and I also think we should touch on the fact that the reason being, like, I think a lot of people struggle with hypertrophy. A lot of, like, the, the functional people. Um, and, like, think functional and then think, Better than functional, the the um, I'm trying to think of how I can label Bosch without because I think he's a great. Well, isn't he like the he's the reflexive guy? Yeah, so he? let's call him like the reflexive yeah. stuff, which is great. Like he, he's like, hey, let's do something with not. I don't want to say not high intensity because the speed's always real fast with it. Yeah, but like minimal resistance, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Um, and, more so perturbations. Yeah, show how athletic you are doing this move too. Right, like, right. Yeah, I, I think the the issue becomes like functional people and somewhat to a point reflexive people believe that hypertrophy is like Jay Cutler, the bodybuilder. Yeah. Or, or you know. Um, I don't know, you know, Ronnie Coleman, people that just pop up in your head yeah, right away. Like that, the mental like, image gets these tied big, to the, yeah, and it's the like, extreme end of it. Right, and it's like, okay, so Sam, because Sam's hypertrophic, more, much more so naturally. He is genetically built to be yeah. hypertrophic. He could be a professional bodybuilder. He has that genetic capability. Is that bad? That like the, Does that hinder his performance? No, it doesn't at all. No. Like, so, so I think it's like, 
it's okay to be, and, and I, I also believe that a lot of people need hypertrophy because at the end of the day, it comes back to the reason why men run faster than women and men swim faster than women and men, you know, row faster than women is because their muscles are bigger. Like, like it, it's, their muscles bigger so they have to have more uh, uh, neurological endings to then generate the force. And that's that's fact. And that's what ends up happening. Yeah, so it's like... Take that, ladies. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm kidding. Dude, I'm not that strong. But, but, but it goes like... <laughs> In regards there, yes, there's a point of size is, is we'll get to a point where it's too big. Yeah. It doesn't need to be this big. And All that's right. where it goes down to myofibrillar and sarcoplasmic. That's what I was going to say then, too. Like, so how do you train the myofibular? Like, like, how do you go about it? Like, hey, I want myofibular hypertrophy. How do I make that happen? <laughs> uh, I, I think that a good example for this would be gymnastics, um, and I, I would say gymnastics and weightlifting. Okay. And even to a point in some, and this is where you can see in some muscular groups in wrestlers, like some, so a lot of wrestlers don't lift that much, uh, but they might have huge shoulders or huge backs, huge necks. Yeah. And it's because of their myofibular work. So it's like, um, if, if my body, and, and think about, this is like, this is where I believe the, the, uh, actual term farm strength comes from like oh you're old farm boy you got an old farm boy you, you got this guy he comes in and, and they're just stupid strong and they right. don't even look big they don't they don't have it muscular wise and I I believe that um, it comes back to for farm strength is is like well they grew up their body grew up to adapt genetically towards um, myofibular hypertrophy gotcha you know so it's like how did their what's their genetic makeup and and what in their their ancestors past has forced them to adapt to now, to that now I'm curious if you could start a, a kid at like three years old yes to one hundred percent to make their genes go like yeah. adapt in yeah. a certain way yeah go out and carry water buckets yeah. and feed and stuff like do or, this and you'll be better yeah, or concrete blocks and stuff it's like make them just do tons of physical labor and their their body's gonna adapt that way but yeah. but to go back to that question the myofibular work is gonna be uh, higher intensity, maybe a little bit longer rest. Um, you know, you, you think about a gymnast, how, how how intense it is for the jumps that they're doing. Right, right. You know, in one jump, in one session, they they might legitimately be doing five hundred to a thousand jumps. You know, and yeah, most strength coaches that's are like, a ton. oh my gosh, it's way too much volume. But but that's what happens, and that creates the myofibular hypertrophy because their nervous system, that they're organ their muscles are telling yeah. their nervous system how to recruit and how to fire and then uh the the body adapts by creating more myofibers to then generate more to then generate more force so they can absorb the energy and they're not just doing it with their legs too their no. upper bodies yeah, like everything boom yeah pound and you know you watch one of those tumble passes or you watch like one of them on a, yeah, on a, on a, a horse yeah it's crazy like how much how much energy they have to absorb yeah. and it's the same thing with the weightlifters if they're doing you know 12 doubles of snatch or clean and or, or jerks or back squats or whatever it might be well now they're they're their body it goes back to the the organ the the muscle is communicating to the nervous system uh, and to the brain and how to adapt long term so that they can generate uh, more myofibers to generate more force so that they can handle that now um, 
That doesn't mean that myofibular hypertrophy is always the best. It just means that's a type of right, right. It, it has its place. Yeah. It works in this way. Right. We need to use it. Like how do we say it? We want all our tools. Right. Yeah. It, like, and your body knows what yeah. tools best for that specific situation. So, all right. So, do you, do you want to get into sets and reps with it? Like how best I'm, for that? I know, for myofibular. Yeah. Yeah. Myofibular. I, I think you you know if you're you you could do. Here, here's the thing, it'd be one workout, right, where you, let's say you do eight doubles of, of snatch and then, you know, three triples or three doubles or two, you know, three doubles and two sets of four and then you're going to go back squat, you got to do five sets of five or, you know, three doubles and a I set of like five. I feel like I've seen this program yes, yeah, exactly. before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you do some hy hypertrophy, like so some sarcoplasmic work on the back end. Now, now, why on the back end? Or is it just... For the sport, you're like for that weightlifting case. Okay, on the back end of that, mainly because it's the easiest thing to do from a coordination perspective. Maybe this is not quite off topic. Is there any time you do the sarcoplasmic first for or, weightlifting? No, or maybe even yeah, hypothetically think, yes. Yes, sometimes I think when you get when, someone who's a slower twitch person and and they have zero connection to their muscular like uh, actions you can do a high, uh, sarcoplasmic work. So you're saying sarcoplasmic to, work to create more stimulation mentally. would be used as a warm-up yeah. in a sense. Yeah. All right, keep going down this. What could someone do? Like slow twitch like me. Say I'm slow twitch. What would I do? What, like to, for my snatch, what would be some like sarcoplasmic like, work I could do? Let's say you just do like two sets of 10 back squat at like 65%. Okay. And that like actually, because people who are slower twitch have their nervous systems are dead. They don't fire as rapidly. And, and so they have less control over them. So if they get stimulated a little bit, um, then then all of a sudden it'll be... They start going. Yeah. You gotta wake it up. Snap, snap. Yeah. You yeah. hear the rooster crow? <laughs> yeah. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> get up. It's 9 o'clock almost. But I, I think <laughs> if... Uh, I don't know if we want to go into the, the sarcoplasmic aspect... Yeah, let's go into it. Okay. You like these big words. I do. They make me feel smart. So think about uh, think think about uh, a cell here, right? And and to to get or think about the cell like this, and to to get the cell to get bigger, like when you get a pump, right? Yeah. Um, you you basically have like water uh, enter into the cell, and then that creates more uh, plasmic fluid which then okay. expands the membrane of the cell. I'm now, just blowing up a balloon right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you go from like this big of a muscular cell to this big of a muscular cell from the hypertrophy uh, training for that sarcoplasmic focused. Here's where it can be interesting is that some people believe, uh, and there's some evidence, especially in like a lot of bird testing, that if you super stretch uh, muscles, uh-huh, that you can you can force a cell that might have sarcoplasmic hypertrophy to split. So you create more cells. So you create more cells, which then in turn would then create even greater power output. So the size can impact hyperplasia. All right. So if I make this blow up my balloon, it gets nice and big. Yeah. And I don't want the air to get out, but somehow I can like a clown twist it, and it looks like two balloons. And it looks like two balloons. Exactly like that. All right, and that though will make me stronger with my two balloons. Yes. All right. And that's getting more and more 
like proven out essentially okay that it can happen there's someone with their microscope yeah, yeah like, there, taking and, and there's a lot of evidence now and that's where uh, dr anderson in that in our podcast went over a lot of this with, okay. like satellite cell proliferation uh the satellite cells are become uh mobilized to heal the to heal the sarcoplasmic um growth and stuff like that so that in theory it it is already happening gotcha um but that size grows and then that leads to a, a it's it's like uh the the muscles the muscle grows the cell grows but also you know the 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 nerve endings become more coordinated as well okay. while you're executing those movements and that's how you get stronger nice you know from a very it's a very very simplified i'm sure there's going to be somebody trolling me that that was too yeah, simplified well, I, I made it as a, a clown balloon so yeah. they control you all they want like <laughs> it, it's there's this idea I, I read about like all right here's the idea here's the end result yeah and there's a black box in between yeah that's exactly what it is i don't need to know exactly what goes right. on it's but just... i can still think about how it gets from here to here right yeah you know what i mean like i don't necessarily know how my phone works but i can think about i don't how... know at all how my phone works like yeah. i don't know how any of this works you know what i mean but i can think about it critically and create you know metaphors in my mind so on how to yeah. on how to yeah let those trolls go live under their bridge yeah. hoard their gold yeah and you know We'll go out in the sunlight, and they can stay in the shade all day. <laughs> what did you just do? Like, re you were listening to some new age podcast while you were driving here. No, I wasn't. From like, uh, uh, who was that? Oh, damn it, I was just gonna think of that guy, McKenna. Um, can I tell a story about a troll? Yeah. All right. So, I created this thing called the Pizza Roll Troll. My son loves pizza rolls. I like pizza rolls too. Would eat pizza rolls for breakfast, lunch, and dinner if he could. And this went on for a bit, and I was like, this needs to stop. Yeah. So I created this. Well, pepperoni pizza rolls are really good. Oh, my good. goodness. <laughs> no. With it, extra mozzarella cheese. So I created this story <laughs> that if you eat too many pizza rolls, you turn into a pizza roll troll. Oh, that's a good one. And he, like, he's young, so imagination's vivid. He still believes in Santa Claus type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you know how How old is he, 13? <laughs> <laughs> He's getting there. <laughs> and I said, the first way you know you're starting to turn into a pizza roll troll is you have to look at your tongue. It starts to blister a little bit. Oh, jeez. Because everyone knows when you bite into a pizza roll, Especially, the cheese yeah. and your tongue's sore. I'm like, yeah. and you may Especially not see it's the, hotter. Yeah, you may not see it's it. so acidic for all the tomato sauce. He stopped eating pizza rolls. Oh, jeez, you're it terrible. It took him almost like four months to be willing to try it again. You're so mean. And I, oh, it's my favorite way to teach lessons <laughs> to my children. I make up stories, I tell them a story. So how, how can we teach this to the internet trolls who are gonna be upset? Oh, they, they, they're not gonna be upset. <laughs> they're just gonna think they know everything. Yeah, that's true. And remember, we are. I already oh, wait, we're, yeah, we already offended them in the beginning <laughs> yeah. of the podcast, so they're already gone. Yeah, it doesn't matter, they left. <laughs> they're already sprinkling down in there yeah. and laying their snow. <laughs> All right, so we got the myofibular, the sarcoplasmic. How do we, like, intertwine? And why do I intertwine? Like, why do I use both of them as a way to, like, say, look at me, I'm on the beach? Well, I would say, I mean, one, because I think that uh, if, if you can think about the, the, the myofibular hypertrophy is going to increase the, your strength, right? So you're going to get stronger sarcoplasmic will also increase your strength 
100%. And people will, will try to argue that, that it will work. Bodybuilders are stupid strong yeah. because of this, okay? Yeah, and because of drugs, but that happens. You know, the, their, the, the hypertrophy that they work in is getting them stronger. Um, so, and I would actually use Ronnie Coleman as a decent example, is that um, if, you, if you do, let's say, eight doubles or something, and you can get stronger to, I mean, actually, I'll use this example today. I, I got into a debate with one of my, my shot putters, and he said he benched the 110s for nine on dumbbell bench. He's like, yeah, that's pretty good. I, I did that in like 10th grade. Um, <laughs> and he's like, well, how many do you think you could get now? And I, right now I could probably get like 30. Whoa. But the difference is, is that my myofibular hypertrophy has gotten me to be able to have that ability to have the sarcoplasmic capability okay. for that long period. So it's like, if you use the myofibular uh, strength to increase your ability to have a greater impact on your cellular adaptation uh, or, or of the sarcoplasmic adaptation, like over time they can sort of feed each other back and forth as you grow. There also comes a point where it's like, all right, you don't need, you know, using Sam as an example, he's essentially as big as he, was, as he ever needs to get. So now it's like, we're gonna work more in straight, strict coordination and and myofibular work okay and less so outside of bodybuilding movements uh for blood flow to 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 jo for joint integrity and bodybuilding movements uh to increase blood flow so that we can help him recover now if you're older like us closer which now is a benefit more so from sauna than than from gotcha. work if you're older like us closer to 50 than you are 20 type of thing yeah which one do we want to do sarcoplasmic why I just think there's there's much more stress and uh, we are losing coordination um, to, I think it's okay for us to do myofibular work, but I think as you age, you wanna diminish, uh, and, and this is all just for like life expectancy. Okay. Like it's healthier to be a smaller person. Like uh, metabolically, when I eat a meal, if, if I'm eating 4,000 calories a day, my body has to work that much harder versus eating 2,000 calories a day. My heart has to pump that much more when I weigh 240 versus weighing 215. Right. So for longevity, it's healthier to be smaller. Man, skinny people got it easy. Yeah, so it's like as you age, I think it's, um, it's better to do higher rep stuff. Try to not do a ton of... Uh, super super high rep or high intensity work and and more so just like general you know yeah i might be doing the rep ranges of 15 to 20 which would be traditionally sarcoplasmic uh growth but i'm not the intensity won't be where it would have yeah been. you're not like pushing a 20 rep max yeah like, like right now i can do 20 reps at something like a hammer curl for i, I could go down and do for 40 is easy but if I really wanted to blast myself, I'd grab like 70s or 65s, but I don't want to do that. You're a meat stick. I still like doing that too, though. That's my problem. Yeah, that's all right. No it's one's, like, it's, it's like okay. a drug. You think, well, you do get like the endorphins out, so yeah, yeah. it works that way. Yeah. But it's an experience. Well, I guess the other way is an experience too. I think too. it is. I think it is. Yeah. It's just the, the comforting experience is the one I'm so used to. Yeah. That's why I keep doing all it. All right, last one yeah. about this. What about the people who say, oh, my muscles are so big, I can't do yoga no more, or something like that? 
they're idiots. It's like look at bodybuilders. Look, yeah. bodybuilders are some of the most mobile people you will ever see. Like. They'll do splits because they want to lengthen the, the muscle belly so they look better on stage. That's a, that's a, like, it's a poor excuse of, of uh, being sedentary or of, you know, it, it's just, you know, you look at the Chinese weightlifting team. They're always hold doing on, mobility. On. Dane will instantly talk about the Chinese weightlifting yeah, team. You didn't exactly. instantly yeah. do it, but you did it. So, so <laughs> that's the whole thing is it's like they're, they're, Lengthening and they're stabilizing uh, in those positions, so they're increasing mobility in deeper positions. If you have a deeper position, it's going to help your sport, you know, especially weightlifting. So it's like that's that's just it's like a archaic. It's like an old wives' tale. Yeah. By the way, I was actually thinking about this. When are we going to stop using the old wives' tale? Because I think that actually has a negative connotation. Yeah, it's like it's almost place and like gossip like it's a female thing yeah and not like it's okay for dudes to gossip around the water cooler yeah something man that's maybe we should start using water cooler there but that has a positive connotation man i think you're just getting into the patriarchy and how like <laughs> everything's shaped in their favor and does well all I right just, i was just thinking about that yeah so i have big muscles is that Guarantee I'm going to be more powerful. I don't think you do have big muscles. Well, but. I'm saying not me. Like, that internet no, I, troll who's like... Okay, at, no, it doesn't. Because there's always going to be... Like, it, it always will come back to, essentially, coordination and the genetic capability that you have to coordinate at a, at a certain speed, uh, at a certain rate, and then, and then at how well you coordinate, how well your muscles speak to one another while they're actively doing something. So I don't, it, it's not that. It's not like um, my muscles are big, so now I'm good. It's like, well, no, like some people can grow their muscles, you know, really, really well um, aesthetically, but they don't coordinate well. And some people might coordinate really well and not have big muscles. But then there's also people who, most in most cases, I will say, the bigger your, your muscles are to a point. Right the better you're going to be at producing power. Um, and that point might be uh, of diminishing returns might happen when you're 26 or 27. Okay. So for the vast majority of people, yes. Muscles. Muscles are better. Bigger muscles, more power. Take that. Take that reflexive functional. Yeah. Go lift some weights and read a book. I think that's my problem, dude. I think I know I've said this to you in the past. I think a lot of these functional guys... And, and even to a point, the reflexive dudes, they were just, dude, they were all pussies. They couldn't lift. They I couldn't feel lift. like that one has a negative connotation <laughs> to it as well. Cat, uh, I, yeah, whatever. You're right with that one. But they're, I'm, I, I'll stand by that term. All right. I just don't think they like to get under a freaking bar and squat. Like, I just think that they, and they were the guys that got, like, left behind in high school because they didn't want to freaking train. They didn't want to get under a bar and just lift some freaking weights. Man. I love squatting. I'm horrible at it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm so bad at it. I think that's what's funny. That's how I am, too. It's like, yeah. I love back squatting. My technique's trash. Yeah, but you at least look strong when you do it. Like, <laughs> I, I get, like, I do something, like, good for me, and, like, uh, instantly someone, like, says how awful it looks. So I was just like, oh, thanks a lot, buddy. Uh, before we close this out, 
I wanted to bring us up. Haley snatched 92 off boxes today, but oh my goodness, that's yeah. like three kilos more than last it's, time it's we huge, talked about dude. it. It's huge. But she and and I believe women uh, weightlifters are a very good example of myofibular hypertrophy. Okay. Like quad size, her glutes, uh, even her back. Like when you see, it's it's like that dense look. It's that it's it's a much more de densely concentrated um, muscular look, and I think that that that's where you're gonna see it very prominent, much more in women, especially. So, Haley, one of the things I noticed when she, like anyone who's watched her lift, her jerks like impeccable. Yeah, yeah. Next time you watch one of her videos, just look at her stomach. Yeah, it's like... It, it like, yeah. just expands. And, like, I don't know if she has a six-pack. She definitely yeah, has she, a six-pack there, but I don't know if it, like, just shows. Yeah, but when she's doing a jerk. When, yeah, it, and it's just, like, no wonder all that power from, like... Because her squat's gigantic, too, just yeah. transfers right through. All and then yeah. you just... It looks effortless all right. the time. Right. Yeah. All right, Reddit questions. You ready for these? I am. This is from Southern Biscuit Gut. That's a good name. That's a really good name. That's a good one. Southern Biscuit, dude, I, I like biscuits, too. Yeah, Southern Biscuit. I always think, is that the one Method Man song? Like the biscuits Southern. or something? I feel like the biscuit may have been representational or something, but it's not like in my experience or life <laughs> things to make that connection. I mean, it's got to be something sexual, I would assume. I don't know. I don't know. You may have... Be totally wrong. I'm not even gandering yeah, a guess. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not guessing. Yeah. Well, Method Man, we will gladly talk to you about it if you want to. <laughs> Just message us. It's no big yeah. deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're not competing in powerlifting, is there any reason to do a low bar back squat? How do you know how many warm up sets to do? And is it more based on a feeling? I'm thinking that has to go with the warm up. So, first off, should we do a low bar back squat? If yeah, we're you not, can. Yeah. All right. Can. I go. think long-legged lifters, I actually think someone like myself benefits a lot from low bar. Oh, have you ever had Jake low bar back squat? He probably should a little bit. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, though, after he just freaking front yeah, squat of 190. He's, in, he's really strong. Dude, he just front squat of 190. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I don't know. But I, I think it's okay to do it. So, Dude, Joe Kovacs low bar back squats sometimes, it's like, it's not bad. You, get a, you, can, you can load it up more. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a type of cheating. Eh, I guess. In in a you know in it's you're like tricking, a scientific. Yeah, it's cheating. it's you're tr you're tricking your body that it can handle more load than it otherwise would. Or you're actually you are handling more load than it yeah. otherwise would. All right. This is uh, tower open two three six. Well, w with the warm ups, oh, I would just sorry. say just off a of feel. You've got to be able to feel the groove. Yeah. Learn That's something. It. Yeah. Figure that know out your for body. your like yeah you and you gotta yeah you gotta figure that out. Yeah. It could be anywhere from five warm-up sets to two. No, it, like it depends on where you're starting. Certain weights don't feel like they actually warm you up. Yeah, like for for me, if I'm squatting out, I'm older, you know, 37. So it's like I I might go 70, 110, 150, 1, 170. Today I went 170, 190. Oh man, so that's four. I usually sets. run first and then I squat, <laughs> and it it's. <laughs> The hardest part is actually my ankles have gotten so much tighter oh, yeah, since I started running, running more. Yeah, yeah that's, um, that's true. And I, I stopped wearing lifters to lift, too, so it puts even more on yeah. my ankles to have to While be mobile squatting. there. Yeah. It's all right. I'm still weak. <laughs> um, 
Next one, tower open, two, three, six. That's not as good as Southern Biscuit Gut. Could you talk about the best training splits for different goals? How many sets per muscle group per week? And if you take that into consideration and what you think the best way to incorporate Olympic lifting into programming if Olympic lifting isn't the main focus of the athlete. Let's that's talk a, about. That's a hard, that's like a, that could, you could write a book on that. You probably have, I bet. Well, we are writing one right now. I, I know, but still. You just started writing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, again. <laughs> uh, the best splits? I, I, I don't like body part splits, actually, and I never really have. And I, and to me, most bodybuilders now, especially natural, they're like undrugged, non-drugged guys, like they're not, they're not splitting, they're not isolating that much. Now, isolation movements are okay, but but for the most part, I would just I like to break it up into, you know, I I we do everything based off a, a lower body and upper body, and then we do some type of athletic day, and then we'll do yeah. lower body, upper body, and then the intensities change on the day one, two, uh, four, and five, and if we want to do day six, it'll be like trunk work, ab work, and buys and tries, and so it's like um, I think I think. If you're gonna do weightlifting movements and you're not a weightlifter, you just think about learning the movements properly. And, and if you if you need help, we've got a course available at GarageStrength.com. You can pick up a technique course yeah. for it. <laughs> um, but it, learn the movements well and do them earlier in the in the yeah, workout. The, do the them. Stuff. Treat it as a way to gain myofibular hypertrophy, a way to also potentiate your nervous system. So that then the the strength movements that you're going to be do going to be doing are at a higher rate. Yeah. If you do it later after a strength exercise, you're not going to get the same benefit from it. You're not going to. Yeah, I believe weightlifting. You know, to to tie this all together, what's power? It's freaking speed and yeah. it's strength. And if that's the whole part that just blows me away with these people, with especially the functional reflexive people, is like. You want to poo-poo weightlifting movements, and it's like speed and strength have to be used to do these things. So a lot, yeah, a lot. So if I have a guy that it weighs two hundred seventy-five pounds, not one guy, but multiple of them, and they have forty-inch verticals, it's because of the way we've trained. Like that's that's how it works. It's like it's a really good way to increase your power output. And we know. I mean, I just did this talk with the the strength coach from Oregon. He's like, everything is offensive linemen will make contact at 0.45 seconds. So you've got to have peak power essentially that quick. Like instantly. Yeah. So if you are fast and you have a lot of strength, it's be, that's creating a ton so of power. So now I'm curious, in what Olympic lift happens Jerk. in 0.45? Yeah. yeah, well, faster. Jerks. Yeah, well, I know it's the fastest, but which one is in that 0.45? Uh, like, uh, would you go below the knee? Would you go above the knee? Would I think you, do you, just, power? you just do, you just vary it around and try to figure that out. Which, I think you need to find something that's the specific 0.45 one. Uh, well, well, let's do it. Find the 0.45 lift, and should I say this here? You have the ultimate lift for offensive linemen. Yeah, I'm game. To be and D linemen. Yeah. Yeah, and the I, most amount of power at the point of contact in the sport. I, and I, I mean, I would argue it would, it would. I mean, I don't know, but I would probably say a two box or or. A, That's what I was thinking too. Or behind too. the neck, or you know, something like that. Boom! boom. See how yeah. strong you are. Yeah. And then you can just front squat it out as you drive, right? Well, think about <laughs> Sam behind the neck jerking five hundred pounds. Yeah. That's 
He's really gonna be, strong. That's going to be 0.45 seconds, I'm sure, a half second. And that's a ton of weight. Oh, man, I, lo I love this little story. It's only an Earl story. When you were having one of the throws camp and, like, all of them were here. And I was like, wow, Sam actually looks kind of small compared to some of those guys. Because yeah. he's not as tall. Yeah, and Alex is huge. Yeah, yeah. but he, he's huge. You see, then you see Sam, and it's just Sam, and you're like, whoa, he's really big. But yeah. it's, I don't know if any, like, I, I don't know if other people have, like, hung around world-class throwers that are all to just realize, giants. To realize how small he is. Well, yeah, sure. Two <laughs> other relatively. Other. Well, Sam looked small. Dane looked, like, tiny. <laughs> <laughs> just putting that out there. <laughs> and and it's like, you're not a small guy either, yeah, too. Yeah. But it, it was funny, like, that perspective. Yeah. Oh, we got one more. Two, this is Two Cheese, spelled T-E-W. I don't know. Two Cheese, that's a good yeah, name. Yeah, that one's a good one, too. <laughs> Speaking of cheese, Swiss or mozzarella, right? <laughs> Swiss. <laughs> I like also, both what are your high school and college PRs? So everyone can, that trains Throwing here. or weightlifting? Oh, man. Talk about which ones probably, talk about your throws so all your throwers can start oh, talking you know, trash on you. My high school PRs are good, at least for shot. 62-6 Six, right. in high school. My college PR is atrocious. It was 59-7, so it's like 18-15. <laughs> a regression. Well, it was a heavier weight, but still, it didn't. Yeah. I was, uh, That's because you weren't lifting as much. No, I was an underachiever drunk. Uh. <laughs> uh yeah, and then after college, I threw eighteen uh, fifty-five. So, now what I would say is, is in college, I did a lot of powerlifting, a lot, like a, like low bar to ninety six hundred for six. Was that someone else telling you to do that? Or yeah, was that, you no, that was all your... that was all our coach. So yeah. I was really, really, really strong, but I lacked power. Not enough of the speed stuff. Yeah, and if you just watch my throws from high school, you can see, like, the pop I had. It was, like, yeah. boom, like, super, super quick, super explosive. That's and why I, I always sort of... like watching everyone do, the like, the pad bench. Yeah. How Just how fast it is. And, and I remember when I was younger, people were like, oh, you can't bounce it off your chest. And it's just like, well, probably teaching me from a powerlifting perspective. Right, right. And you weren't thinking about it, like, from sports. From a sport perspective. Yeah. Like, it makes more sense to do it this way. Yeah. Yeah, so do it stretch. that way. When you stretch a yeah. muscle, your nervous system, your GTO, your f everything that is protecting your joint is signaling to your nervous system, recruit here and protect yeah, it. Yeah, make it happen. Yeah, right now. That's what we got for episode five. Yeah, yeah five. episode five. So stay tuned to another episode of Master of the Sport next week. We're going to enter into episode six. Peace. <laughs>